<laughs> What's happening, weirdos? This is live. Well, th- you know, we recorded this live at Largo with Amy Mann. And just to make it funnier and better, Sweet Lady Val and Moshe Kasher, two of my favorite people. And man, do we laugh. And I act a fool. <laughs> it's very, very silly. Uh, and very, very live in a way that only happens when it's live. The tension and the laughs and the explosions of laughs. It's so much fun to perform these in front of a live audience. So thank you to everybody who came. Uh, thank you to Amy Mann, obviously, so much. She's incredible. She has a new record out now. Sorry, I had to pause make sure I got that right. Queens of the Summer Hotel. I was going to say motel. It's hotel. It's an incredible record. I saw her play it live at Largo. I was blown away. Definitely, definitely, definitely check it out wherever you get your music. And thank you again. She was so awesome. I'm so glad you guys are here to listen. If you like the show, obviously, it means a lot. If you want to try one of the Pete's Picks, like Alpha Brain sitting here on my desk, if you do anything that involves your brain, I highly, sincerely recommend the nootropic Alpha Brain by our friends at Onnit. It helps support memory, helps support focus. Anything I do creative in my life for the past six, seven years, I have always, always, always taken two or three Alpha Brain beforehand. Now that I'm doing a TV show, learning lines, I swear it is a huge secret weapon. I never really feel like I have to sit down and memorize my lines because I take Alpha Brain while we're rehearsing and they just get in there. It is a huge, huge, huge plant-based help. It is caffeine-free. It is not a stimulant. It is earth-grown ingredients to help your brain with all its brain duties. <laughs> brain duties! Every I, Scripts, stand-up, just good conversations. If you're doing something creative, if you're doing something that requires focus or memory, Alpha Brain has been a huge help to me. And try it out. Show your support for the show. Go to onnit, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird. If you like it one-tenth as much as I do, you are about to go nuts. It's 10% off, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird. Another wonderful Pete's pick is our friends at Talkspace. Talkspace is therapy made super, super duper easy. As you guys know from listening to this show, talk therapy has been something that's not only changed my life, but it's changed Valerie's life as well. It is so, so, so helpful. Greater than the sum of its parts. Talking about your problems, your issues, and your feelings with a trained professional makes a huge difference in my life. But we know there's a stigma. Sometimes you're worried that your friends or your family might judge you or treat you differently. But meeting a therapist to work on your mental health is just as helpful and just as normal as hiring a personal trainer to work on your physical health. And Talkspace, Talkspace excuse me, makes it possible to speak with a licensed therapist right from your phone, tablet, or computer. And unlike traditional therapy, you can message your therapist anytime via text, video, or voice, 100% secure and stigma-free the way therapy should be talking helps and if you have if you don't know where to start you need to check out Talkspace. your privacy and security are their number one priority the app puts you in a private room with just you and the therapist as i said you can send the messages 24 7 and their encryption and added security features keep your conversation fully protected so whatever your struggle is Talkspace gives you access to the help you need to move forward and facing those obstacles with the help that you need so 
Get, keep it in mind, it's not weird, it's not weak, it's smart. And if you want to start, I highly recommend that you join Talkspace today and start moving forward with a single message. Just go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use promo code WEIRD at sign up. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code WEIRD. Next, we have Ultimate Ears Wireless Earbuds, the Ultimate Ears Fits True Wireless Custom Fit Earbuds. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you already know how important our devices are, how important our audio devices are, and how important it is to have comfortable comfortable earbuds. We rely on these devices, but it's so easy to forget about the hardware we are born with. I'm talking about our ears. Same as fingerprints, no two are exactly alike. That's why your earbuds probably cause you some discomfort or even physical pain after a while. The Ultimate Ears Fits True Wireless Custom Fit Earbuds from Ultimate Ears are here to change just that. I wear earbuds. I like earbuds because they block out the noise and the sound is obviously just so much better. But I'm working for hours with them in, or I'm working out, or whatever it might be, going on a hike, making phone calls. It gets uncomfortable. They are not made for my ears, so they do not feel, feel great in my ears. Enter the Ultimate Ears Fits. I got them. I unboxed them, which was super uh, pleasant and fun. Beautiful packaging. Put it in, hooked it up to the app, put them in each of my ears, and watched the light heat the material up. So sort of like an earplug, you know, when you roll up an earplug and put it in your ear and it sort of expands, that's what the heat does. It makes the plastic mold to your unique ear shape. This guarantees unbelievable, perfect fitting, groundbreaking uh, earbuds. Using light form technology, that's what that's called. You get ultra comfortable, wear them all day earbuds without pain or discomfort. With eight hours of continuous playback on a single charge and up to 20 hours with the charging case, Ultimate Ears Fits are perfect for listening to your favorite shows like this one all day long. Built on industry leading expertise, trusted by pro musicians and hi-fi enthusiasts for over 25 years, engineered to provide a full warm sound with a tight punchy low end, and custom EQ presets through the app as well. Play and pause and answer calls with the built-in controls and use the free app to custom uh, to set up the custom actions like voice assistant, volume adjustment, and more. And best of all, you'll finally have earbuds made for you that don't cost an arm and a leg. If you try Fits and don't love them as much as I do, no worries. Ultimate Ears offers a 30-day money-back guarantee, plus free shipping, free returns, and a one-year warranty. Plus, show your support of the show. Use promo code WEIRD at ue.com slash fits to get your pair of UE Fits for just $169 during their holiday sale. That's UE, like Ultimate Ears, UE.com slash Fits and use promo code WEIRD to show your support of this show. Last but not least are our friends at Public Goods. Public Goods is the everything store. It's the one-stop shop for sustainable, that's right, sustainable, high-quality everyday essentials made from clean ingredients at an affordable price. Everything from coffee to toilet paper to shampoo, pet food, Public Goods is your new everything store thoughtfully designed for the conscious consumer. Val and I agree, it's like a very cool, chic, online general store. Everything you always need and everything I often forget that I need, but done simply and beautifully all in one place. Their products look modern, very modern and very minimalistic. They're sleek 
and clean. No bright colors or mismatched packaging. It looks intentional and gives your home a pleasant aesthetic. Val and I first noticed Public Goods at a friend's house. We admired how it looked, asked them about it, and here we are. Rather than buying a bunch of single product brands, Public Goods members can buy all of their premium essentials in one place with one beautiful streamlined look. And knowing what's in your products and where they come from is important. They ethically source and obsessively develop each of their products to be free of unhealthy ingredients and harmful additives such as uh, that are still common on drug and grocery store shelves. They are committed to making their products healthy and safe for humans, animals, and the environment, which makes this store, in my opinion, way better than the alternatives. They use a membership model to keep costs low and pass on even more savings to the customers. Best of all, you can make your first purchase with no obligation. So join hundreds of thousands of others who have switched to the new Everything Store. And I've worked out an awesome deal for weirdos. Receive $15 off your first public goods order with no minimum purchase. That's right. They're so confident you will absolutely love their products and come back again and again that they are giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase. So you've got nothing to lose. Just go to publicgoods.com slash weird or use code weird at checkout. That's P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S dot com forward slash weird to receive $15 off your first order and show your support of this show. All right, everybody, that's it. Hope to see you on January 6th for the next Living at Largo, which is my stand-up show. Tickets at Largo-LA.com. In the meantime, enjoy the live recording with Amy Mann. Get into it. Hi, everybody. Hello. That's Valerie. Hi, baby. I'm Pete. You're the audience. Welcome. Hello. I guess it's a live pod, so we should sit down. Yeah, let's sit down. Doesn't These feel chairs natural. Look prof- professorial, right? Like there's something very yeah, distinguished little... about these chairs. It's the a man without a face, sort of his office. Mm, don't know the reference. Sorry. Well, judging I'm... by the icy cold silence, <laughs> nobody here lights up when someone says a man without a face. That boy. One person. Yeah. Lovely. That really filled the gap in my, you know, my imagination was like, it never happened to me, but riding your bike into the woods and you find an anti-Semitic man (laughs) with half of a face. It's a Mel Gibson. I'm going to stop riffing on this subject. (laughs) You guys are just like, go on. He's an anti-Semite. It's Mel Gibson. I'm getting more interested. It's Melbert Gibson. Did you know his name is Melbert? Melbert Gibson. Now we're in a riff everyone can enjoy. (laughs) Remember Braveheart? There were posters that said Melbert Gibson is Braveheart. That's what no one's fucking talking about. When did he change it? He hasn't. He keeps saying, please put it on as Melbert. And they're like, we were no. your PR people. You're Mel. <laughs> they're right. His favorite sandwich? Tuna Mel. <laughs> it went too long. It went on too went long. Went too long? Stopped. Yeah. Okay. All, All right. right. You guys are great. <laughs> yeah, Any, you're fun. Anytime a joke doesn't work, I'll be like, it's the masks. It's the mask. Yeah, it's the mask. You can't hear the laughter underneath the masks, but Yo- they're dying. They love it. Yeah, they. Well, don't say dying. These days? <laughs> these days? You're not dying because you have masks. Good job. I don't know. I, I mean, that's a divisive issue. Some people think you're dying because of the masks. Okay, I'm let's not talk about that. Is my, no, let's get into it. That's my favorite. 
when people are like, you're breathing carbon monoxide. You feel like, that's not your issue. Just say what your issue is. Just be honest. Don't bring carbon monoxide that definitely someone five minutes earlier explained to you what it was. You're like, apparently what we exhale isn't what we should be inhaling. But that's also not carbon monoxide. What you exhale, you don't exhale carbon monoxide. I don't bring you out here to correct me. <laughs> you don't? I bring you out here to delight in me oh, and support okay. me and be the wind beneath my wings, not the carbon <sighs> monoxide on top of my wings pushing me back to the earth. <laughs> what is it? You breathe out... Carbon dioxide. Oh, I'm sorry. One too few oxides. <laughs> is the agent for oxide here? Are they mad <laughs> that we were promised two cameos for oxide? Yeah. Is the OxyClean guy here? Okay, I'm just, I'm having what's known as a manic episode. If any, ask me anything. <laughs> this is, not, that's something you do when you're stoned. He'll go, yeah. ask me anything. And I'm just like, uh, I, I, no, I don't want to. I don't want to ask you anything. You have to say, what should I ask? Because I definitely uh. have an idea of what you should ask. <laughs> yeah. Because whatever she asks me, I'll go, no, here's why icicles are a phenomenon. And then like. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like so much fun to hang out with? <laughs> <laughs> Again, Valerie, I keep seeing myself as a storked bird oh, plummeting to the it. earth because of carbon monoxide poisoning from above. <laughs> I'm sorry. How are you guys? You feeling fresh? Yeah. I like the, this... There was one honest guy that went like this. Mm, yeah. We'll see. I've been better. Is this a clap if this is your first live You Made It Weird? <laughs> nice. Oh, I have a good one. Yeah. Clap if you're just here for Amy Mann and you have no idea what this podcast is. It's okay. It won't hurt feelings. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. Okay. Um, what do you think happens when we die? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. It's one of the, it's one of those pods. It is one of those it's... pods. Okay. Clap if you're on a first date. No one. <laughs> I guess this would be a weird first date. I feel like first dates is what we did. Like the Timothy Chalamet generation oh, don't right. go on first dates. You don't call dates. them first dates. They're like, like, I was saying... there. She was there. There was a meal. <laughs> uh, nipples were touched. Uh, there was penetration, but not what you're thinking. Oh, no. It was an idea penetrated his or her. I don't need to say gender. And then like, that's what a date is now. <laughs> It's like a, it's like here. saying going steady. That's that's how outdated yeah, going first steady, date is. Uh, finger banging. That one's still relevant, right? Thank you. That felt like that You're was a, a weird clap. That was a weird. That was the clap of someone that's like, "That's happening later for sure." <laughs> Listen to these fingers. Listen to the the aplomb of these fingers and imagine <laughs> what they could do south of the border. <laughs> Um, um, never liked fingering. Mm, this is well, the kind of not, podcast it is. It's, it's not for, for those of you who are just like, I wonder what Amy felt making her album. Here's what I thought about <laughs> fingering first. <laughs> All I remember fingering was like, when is this over? Well, okay. For everybody. No, it's At least not. a handy, you're just like, yeah! I have to like, shashong, shashong, shashong. That's... <laughs> I have like a finger question, how many? You just bring the whole gang and slop up and down till the squirty squirt. I'm oh, shucking no. for clams over here. Oh, God, it's I hate It's a nightmare. This. I no hate guy. This. Is there a guy here that likes that? Yes, 
Thank you. Thank you. Really? Yes. And you know what? You've just really. You know what you did? You just like confirmed. But he's all every... muscly. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> lifting her up, spinning her around. He's also let gravity it. do it. Look at me. I'm 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 flab. I'm soft. I'm is, gentle. I think it's the forearm muscle more oh, than yeah. anything. I don't like I, it. I think you what you're doing is you're confirming like women's worst nightmares where you're just like you're like this takes a long time because you're you got naked in 15 seconds. So now all of a sudden I have to stop thinking about everything that I was just thinking about and like you always bring zone. too much of this into this <laughs> that I get nude too quickly when we're gonna make love. Okay, no. And by the way, I'm not saying I'm against foreplay. I'm saying why cha 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 chunk when the bells and whistles are on the outside? DJ that shit. Okay, I can. Oh, this is this is interesting. Why am I doing this? And it comes Why out, and it's like that? I've been swimming in a terrible ocean. Oh, this is. Awful. I don't mean terrible because. Okay, that was bad. That was bad. <laughs> that was not body positive. That was not okay. <laughs> I just I, meant like an ocean on Neptune or something. It does it's not a bad ocean. Also, nobody had to know that I was referencing you getting naked. Everyone too knew. You when you went that. to that hyper specific. No. You know how he is when he's instantly <laughs> nude, but for his socks. <laughs> I love being instantly nude. We know where this is headed. Get nude. Yeah. Also, I want to say this, and then I want to never talk about any of this again. Uh, I don't think I. When I think of fingering, I do think of a a DJ wicka wicka. I don't think of a inserting. Well, that's then where you agree. Yeah. Okay. I guess. All right. Let's stop. (laughs) This is how our arguments go. Then we agree. All right. Then we should stop right now, because if we keep talking, we're going to find a way that we disagree again. No, we do agree. Yeah. All right, I'm glad. I regret it, and I'm glad we talked about it. Okay. Yeah, you can regret and be glad at the same time. Who wants to smell All right, organics, listen. fabric softener, citrus? I will okay. say up top. <laughs> I hate, we smell this. I hate pranks, right? Mm-hmm. I would never have you smell something because it smells like shit <laughs> or something. Like, it's not that kind of joke. Val and I smelled this. Val told me what she thinks it smells like. My brain exploded. Hint, it's not citrus. Okay, it says it's citrus. So Pete, so Pete bought this the other day. I was doing laundry, and I was like, this smells like something familiar, but it's definitely not citrus. And then when I realized it, it was just like a coming home. Like, yeah, it was just it's a, a real thrill. Moment. And so then I got to whoever ha- wants- share that moment with him, so we thought we would bring it yeah. and play a game of smell this. What does that smell like? Yeah. <laughs> Dan, who wants to smell it? Okay, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say everyone in the front row gets to smell it. Okay, and then and you can. You what do you can... think this is? Me walking around for an hour? <laughs> is that what you want? Me fumbling through the aisles, barking the Delta variant all over you. Um, all right. Okay, you don't have. I think you don't have to guess right away because oh, you yeah. do need to sit with it for a minute. Yeah. So like. Everybody goes, and then if anybody has a guess... It's so not citrus, and, it, and it's so, and it's so 100% this other, this other thing. What's your name? Hi, Haley. <laughs> Give it a whiff. <laughs> okay? Any right? feelings? It's... Not yet? Not yet. You need a process. Sit with it. Pray on it. You... What's your name? Chris? <laughs> That's a fake name. <laughs> you just didn't want to tell me. Any, any thoughts, Chris? 
You're on a podcast. <laughs> I, Nothing? Yeah, vinegar. There's vinegar. Yes. Okay, you're getting. Oh my god! That's important puzzle piece. That's an Chris. exciting revelation. Thank you. It like we're only like two vinegar. people in, and we already are making strides. Did you skip it? All right. All right. I feel like we'd get along. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. I but... do want to say everybody has the right to pass. You don't have okay, to Chris. smell this. But look at this guy. This is a guy. It's like there's a Menchi vibe, right? People call you Mensch a lot. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah you got Mensch face. Any feelings, sure. Mensch or uh, lady? <laughs> Apple cider, ACV. Okay. Yeah, but I think benefits. you would smell that anyway. What do you got? Pickled ginger. Oh, wow. very good. Nazawa. <laughs> <laughs> this is the show. <laughs> this, this is, is an the absurd show. thing to do on the show. I know, but and it's, it's a podcast. So Don't forget that. I've never sat here before. What do you got? What is your name, Elaine? What if it was? What is it? Gisette? Gisette. Lisa? That wasn't close to Gisette. <laughs> what did you think of... The, yeah. So familiar. Yes, right? when, we, when Val tells you... So familiar. You know yeah, what? But when we say it, Just I'm so excited Just keep passing it around. I don't have to come. Everyone smells it. Everyone, Everyone smells, smells it. it. Yeah. <laughs> And at the end There's of the show, no way. you have to stick around at the end of the show and we'll tell you what it smells like. <laughs> Everyone is going to smell this. And if you have any COVID concern, COVID is spread by particles, not by uh, uh, fabric uh, softener. Fabric softener. <laughs> that comes straight from the CDC. <laughs> that comes straight from the CDC. Have you noticed when people are like, numbers are on the rise and they kind of like it? Yeah. Is this, have you noticed this? Like, there's always like a sadistic, like, it's actually getting worse. And they like, <laughs> they're kind of smiling. Yeah, I wouldn't go outside for a while. <laughs> Why are you delighting in this? Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker. <laughs> keep smelling, keep smelling, keep smelling. <laughs> keep fucking smelling. Any more smell servations? <laughs> no, you don't have one? Anybody's. You're the guy who likes... Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. I saw, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, I saw yeah. you doing the yeah. motion. You I was like, like that's great. You fingering or what are we talking about? We're not talking about that You're anymore. You're gay? Yeah. I feel like, yeah, there's... I'm not going to lie. This, you know, maybe I have purple tunnel. Yeah. Dude, I'm going to I'm gonna yes. agree with you. Let's let the genitals do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> the hands do not belong in the bedroom. I don't want a hand job and I don't want to go I don't want to go in there yeah, with the team of five um, <laughs> look I understand some of you are like when can we leave I understand <laughs> Any, anybody have a strong feeling about the smell so far you just made a face you recoiled tell me yes you're right you're right you're right this is very exciting <laughs> There no, you go. There you go. You're in the ballpark. He said malt vinegar. It comes from a specific type of food, though. You're like really close. What is your name? The guy who doesn't like candies? <laughs> David. You're really close, David. I think you're going to be the one that gets it. If let's give David another whiff because it might seal the deal. Because this is you're you're on yeah, the you do track know this that smell. I was on. This is what's going to be fun. I mean, we don't want to get it till everybody smells it, though. You don't uh, want to get you, it. We really are going to have everybody here smell this? Yeah, that's right. Okay, Can you, you hear that desperation? To... Yes! I'm dying! Otherwise, if they don't smell it, all of this was fucking bullshit. <laughs> so, David, 
to, even if you figure it out, don't okay, tell us. Okay, but then I think we should pass this around too, so we at least have two going because this is going to be a while. Now that is really weird. <laughs> Here, yeah, I know this you, is. You can get that going me in the second row. Standing alone in my in oh, you the laundry room, Haley. I like, love that you went for a second whip. That's this. very fun. You know this, Val. And then when you're done with that, you pass it to the to the third row. Okay, look. Can I just <laughs> applaud you guys? You bought tickets to something you didn't know what it was. <laughs> it's definitely not even what you thought it might be. <laughs> and you're still sitting here kind of with Christmas faces. Like there's a real yeah. like a beautiful vibe and a frequency. And David, is there such a thing as a never-ending hand job? I've done this to myself where you're like when you go up, you go up. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, used to do that move. Is that a move? I'm not gonna lie. When you said, "Is there such thing as a never-ending handjob?" I was like, "It's when I start thinking about like my day-to-day life." (laughs) You mean when you like that's when I like that's then it takes forever. When I'm like, I didn't file my taxes while getting a handjob. Yes, I understand. If you meander, but have you never had the like pulling up, pulling up carrots? (laughs) Just like. Oh, like it's like pulling out ribbons from a mouth, like in a magic show. Because I've done it to myself. It's pretty rocking. Rocking. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Not everybody's getting the never-ending ribbon treatment. Um. By the way, Val, how dare you turn on me when I said it was rocking? You turned on all of vaginas. You like right out I, of the gate. I know it sounded. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. No, I agree. I would be clapping too because if I heard what I said, I would believe that. But really, it was more of a carpal. David knows carpal tunnel, Ugh. just sort of like a wrist movement. It wasn't anything. Vaginas are great. Look at them. They're you great. You called it a terrible ocean. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, what is the fluid in a ball sack but a terrible ocean? I mean, like. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I also take offense to you comparing it to a ball sack. Well, I take offense at you saying that a ball sack is. Okay, guys, we See, gotta move on. We, we gotta to move stop. on. Let's bring out our first special. Yeah. Because there's this. Well, it's not even a surprise. It's been grammed. Yeah. It's been grammed. What hasn't been grammed, guys? It's been grammed all over town. What hasn't been grammed? Um, but nobody <laughs> makes me laugh harder. That's true. Than this, uh, our our co-host for the evening, and I promise he'll have an opinion on everything that's been said. <laughs> it's Moshi Koshi, Moshi Kasher, everybody. Yeah. Hi, Moshi. Hey. How's it going? You're so funny. Oh, thanks. I think that vaginas are like a disgusting <laughs> sw- uh, bucket of. I was just sitting in the back kind of working on some of this. So, by the way, uh, I know that's what it sounded like, but I, I want to say for the record, that's, I don't feel that way. And that's not true. There you go. They're not with you, dude. <laughs> they don't believe you, and neither be- do I. Valerie, <laughs> you are after me. I am. You know I'm what's so funny side. is Natasha and I, we co-hosted our podcast with these two. Uh, I don't know, a couple months ago. We had such a great yeah, time. It was yeah. so much fun. And then one of the things, is, I do a podcast called The Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Edit and I plug out. it. Thanks. I plug it every time I ever do anything. And uh, <laughs> and one of the things we often ask couples when they come on is, uh, 
what is some one of your most recent fights? That's kind of like a, a, a recurring bit when couples come on the show. And Val and Pete, I swear to God, you can listen to it if, if you haven't heard it yet. <laughs> we're like, we have never really had an argument, to be honest. Sincerely, they said that. So then to be invited, and it's exclusively you guys fighting this entire time. <laughs> I just I love that every wasn't moment. Fighting. That was that was spicy delighting. <laughs> yeah, spicy delighting. Yeah. I mean, if that is a fight, then yeah, we do that all the time. <laughs> if that's a fight, then what the fuck do we call what my parents were doing? <laughs> if my parents were like, it's a spicy ocean, I would have been like, I think they're going to be okay. <laughs> Look, we've gone to the ocean well too many times. How are you, Mosh? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. Um, I always like to do this bit at Largo. It'd be fun if everybody took their mask off and swapped it with your neighbor. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Because then nobody would know who anybody was. And then in a couple of weeks, there would be less people. Oh, my God. <laughs> Moshe. Fewer people. <laughs> that is so funny that you say that because when we, we were texting, Moshe and Natasha, your lovely wife, and I were texting about preschool because they have a daughter that's six months older than ours. Yeah. And I told you what preschool my daughter was going to, and you said, uh, that's great. Get ready for underwear swapping. That's, and, well, which, that sounds which, a little bit pedogate. I get that. <laughs> but we heard this rumor that at this particular preschool, it's a little hippie, that sometimes your kids will come home with somebody, somebody else's, else's un- underwear. underwear. Yeah. Well, so if you pull their keys out of the bowl, you have to wear them. <laughs> <laughs> but it's those, it's those play school it's keys. Play school. Yeah. Yeah. My first yeah. uh, swing. My first ski party. <laughs> there are swings. Oh, yeah, there are, everybody in preschool is a swinger. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is, Valerie. Uh, but so the first day that we took her to school, we picked her up, and she wasn't wearing somebody else's underwear, but she was wearing somebody else's mask. She yeah. swapped masks. Which what is, is more disturbing? I know. It's way worse. It's way worse than underwear. What would have been the worst possible one is she was no longer wearing her mask, but another child's underwear as a mask. <laughs> ah, I was trying to get there. Couldn't do it. <laughs> I'm I, always there. Always there. <laughs> all I had were panties or the mask of the vagina. That's all I had. See, I regret it. <laughs> uh, sorry for saying panties. How, what, else is, what else do you want to plug? What else do I want to plug? Um, you know, uh, I'll plug. Um, there's this, a really great uh, show called Squid Game on Netflix. Oh, uh, who's watching Squid Game? Like what? That's over. That was last. Little, that's, la- or, that's two weeks ago. Little hands. I am. I'm traumatized. What mood am I supposed to be? I, I never knew what mood I should be in to try Squid Game. Like I was like, is it at the end of the night before bed? Because that seems like weird nightmares. Uh, Do I watch it in the afternoon while I'm pooping? See, I don't... You watch shows while you shit? No. Oh. (laughs) I was just like, how long are the shits where you could stream a few episodes of content? (laughs) I I don't know how long it is. How long is Squid Game? It's a a tenner. Ten minutes? Yeah, it's ten minutes long. (laughs) It's a ten-minute show. It's a it's new a format. It's a ten-episode. It's a it's it's a quib. It's a quibby. It's a quibby. Yeah, yeah. It's what quibby became. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Um, what, what what is it? No, I wasn't really plugging Squid Game. I have nothing. Oh, but I'm so interested. It's the world's most popular television show, Pete. Everybody yeah. loves it, but we don't have the the grit for it. Like we can. I have so much grit. Natasha and I fight about this a lot. I can watch a a Holocaust documentary. 
and then immediately like press pause and go to bed and just like have like sleep <laughs> like a log. And Natasha, since we had a kid, like if there's anything even suggestive of violence, it's like please turn it off. And I'm like, That's I can, us. Wa- yeah, yeah. I, I, I have no, I. It doesn't affect my mood. I can watch something about like like intergenerational family abuse and just be like, everything's fine in the world. Like nothing bothers That's me. That's actually like an argument against the science of epigenetics. Like that epigenetics just doesn't affect you. Like you're you can watch something that your ancestors went through and you're like, no, it doesn't. Oh, epigenetics is when. The trauma of past... Yeah, past trauma And every down. time you say it, I'm afraid that you mean the skull measuring thing. <laughs> <laughs> Eugenics. Every time you that's say it, eugenics. I'm like, oh no. You're not supposed to talk about Protect that. Protect Valerie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I can watch a Holocaust documentary. It doesn't bother me. You know, that's actually an argument for eugenics because <laughs> you shouldn't have been around to watch that documentary. <laughs> Too dark. I, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. Terrible. It was. A, you know what? The Holocaust was a terrible ocean. Oh my God! It was. Oh, that you don't like me to insult? Oh my God! Don't say that. What do you mean? I do say that. No, Listen, I'm not a. I'm not a controversial guy. Like I, but I'm not trying to like stir up controversy. Please don't cancel me over this. But I dislike the Holocaust immensely. Okay. Okay. I'm canceled now. Okay. <laughs> I think the offense was that it was a transitive property uh, yes. insult. Like, you're the, saying, the vagina is a terrible ocean and the Holocaust is a terrible Wait, you're ocean. saying I'm the, now the, guilty of, of the <laughs> sin that Pete does? This you is did say by the transitive property that the, the vagina, vagina is the Holocaust. The Holocaust. No, I didn't. <laughs> if A equals B and B equals C, the vagina is the Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> I I just don't think I said What if we just went, ladies and gentlemen, Amy Man? <laughs> oh. The worst time to and bring And then somebody in the back stands up with that fucking <laughs> bottle of fresh. I was like, vagina holocaust. <laughs> That's what it is. How's the smelling going? Where is yeah, it at? Where is it at right now? Okay, we got here. And then Does anybody have one, a right? strong feeling? I have a strong, strong feeling. feeling. Don't th- say it yet. No, I haven't smelled it. I have a strong feeling that I would never participate in a group smelling experiment in the middle of a global pandemic. Never. It's fabric softener. That's what Trump said kills it. (laughs) People are injecting this type of fabric softener into their ding-dongs and eyeballs. It really hasn't made it very far. It's like there and there. Has anyone refused it? Be honest. Who here has not smelled it and been like, this is like You? What was your reasoning? We respect this. Coco? Yeah. COVID, yeah. COVID-19? Yeah. I mean, and this is... <laughs> What's that? <laughs> COVID-19? She said, Co- COVID. I went, COVID-19. <laughs> oh, yeah. But this is why we'll never get to um, um, herd immunity, is because only one person in this whole audience is smart enough not to smell it. It comes from particles. You can smell. You know what I just heard today? Is, do you know how many people are three shots in, in America? How many? 14 million. Out of 350 million people, 14 million. We're fucked. Me and that lady are the only people that are going to be alive at the end of all of this. (laughs) Yeah. At the end of this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, everybody. I think it'll be worth it, though. Once you realize what it smells like, (laughs) I think you're going to... It'll be worth the risk. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's a real thrill. It really is a thrill. It it's was a so thrill. thrilling. We and had you know to share what? It. We need a thrill. We need a thrill right we now. We need a third shot, and we need a thrill. The third shot was a thrill for me. Was it? I mean, no. <laughs> I was thrilled to get back out in the world, get back out on the road. Yeah, that was exciting. I'm excited to get get back. Get back at it. Yeah. Yeah. Are you touring? Get back, I'm just going to get get back at it. <laughs> have you ever done a... Have I ever done a what? A never-ending hand a never job. A never-ending hand job. <laughs> Why? Do oh, are you ta- What does that mean? As soon as the first hand slips off, the second hand is at the base. So, so there's it's like, never it's not like, a hand oh. on it. It's like a snuffleupagus is going at it. It's like if snuffleupagus yeah. was going at it? Any long-trunked creature... Why does the long trunk? Yeah, which part is the snuffleupagus? You no, know, anything like a peristaltic kind of movement oh, on a trunk. Oh, I see. To be honest, so far I haven't known epigenetics, transitive <laughs> property, or well, peristaltic. Peristaltic. I'm not sure I'm on the right podcast. <laughs> Peri- Are you supposed to be smart, Moshe? <laughs> I am smart. I just don't um, use uh, those words. But uh, I, well, you know about the pepper grinder? Oh, that's. A- now listen. That's- if you didn't think I was smart. Check this out. Y'all know about the pepper grinder, though? <laughs> it's where you're grinding. You do the little grind, That's pepper grinder. That doesn't word. sound good. That's Native. an Indian. Wait, word. you can't. Native you can't American sunburn? You shouldn't just call it that either. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I, what, are I what are we calling? What are we calling? What are we calling? We call grinder. it the motherfucking pepper grinder, and it's a delight. And there could be a... Why are we doing this? But there could be a, <laughs> there could be a, you know, a mouth here and then a grind going on here, and that's a lot of stimulation. This does not seem like it would feel good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't have Where's one of the those. guy that was talking about the big. Where what? Yeah. Nick? That, hey, does <laughs> it. Nick? Is that it? Dave, you had the pepper grinder? I said Nick. <laughs> He's really thinking. He's doing it. Does it Probably. feel good? I mean, it doesn't seem to have made an impression. I guess no, I'm that's imagining true. the grip. I was imagining the grip being like. Ugh. Well, you're not. If ever- someone started doing that to me, I'd be like, "This is coneheads. This is an alien." It's like, "What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> Twist it, twist it, and lick it." I'd be like, "Oh my god, you've been passing for a human." <laughs> Try it tonight. <laughs> Try it back. tonight. Report back. <laughs> okay. No. I'm just saying, if there's enough fabric softener down there then it, it feels really good <laughs> okay mad lubed I see <laughs> ladies and gentlemen Amy man <laughs> I'm kidding you we can are you ready do you want to bring am I, her up am I ready yeah. yeah yeah fuck yeah ladies and gentlemen are you ready <laughs> oh the, the Amy man ladies and gentlemen yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I didn't know if there was going to be another, like an actual larger Amy Mann. Wait, what so, was it? For the introduction, there was sort of a, it was a should we bring her it on? It was a and Peter. It was, a, it was like yeah. it petered out. I, I take offense at that. <laughs> that, that it's My whole life that it's out. called petering out. I'm a Peter. <laughs> I find Peter. that very triggering. Uh, I do appreciate being on the um, anti-vagina Holocaust handjob podcast. I know, so, Amy. We've needed you out here from the beginning. I can't I, do this all I thought on this my own. was going to be a religious program of some kind. Well, what is more religious like, than being anti-vagina? That's classic. <laughs> they, oh, I, I would dare say they invented it. That was wonderful. Amy, man, I do apologize. We went pretty far. Yeah. But it's a silly Billy time. 
It's just silly Billy Joel. And I, I did want to ask, what is your relationship to comedy? Are you like, like I think you like comedy it, adjacent? Right? Comedy yeah. Jay. <laughs> comedy adjacent. Comedy yeah, I just J. Jay. Yeah, comedy uh, Jay. Like you know uh, a lot of comedians. I do. And you watch a lot of comedy. I don't. I used to. Not you know. I don't Be- know. Go ahead. <laughs> Sometimes there's uh, we'll be on the same show, or and then you there'll be a comedy show that will want a couple of songs, and I provide those songs. Yeah, <laughs> it's that kind of thing. But you don't seek it out. I, you know, not since the pandemic, but yes, <laughs> there there have been there have been times where I will see comedy. <laughs> I feel like I feel like there's going to be a quiz, like who. <laughs> And then I'm afraid of that quiz. No. It's, well, name no your quiz. top ten favorite comedians. No, I would never ask that. It's just backstage we were relating over the fact that neither of us are good fans. Yeah. So, like, do you feel about comedy the way you feel? Like, you're not a good fan of music or I'm a, a better I'm, fan? I'm a better fan of comedy, I think, because yeah. I admire it in a, in a certain way. I think there's a certain use of language and a facility that I'm very envious of. Um, but music, you know, like when you're do when it's the thing that you do, you're trying to, you know, you, you want what you do to be all the best elements of things and you're putting it together in your own way. And, and, and so it's not likely that other people are really doing that in the same way. Uh, so it's hard to not listen to stuff and go, Oh, well, I wouldn't have done that or that doesn't rhyme or boy, they should have written a bridge. You know, that's funny. When, when Pete said the thing about the terrible ocean, I thought, wow, I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> so I guess I know what you're talking about. And real quick, Moshe facilitate means to, it's like an activity. <laughs> yeah, you think they would, we, 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 the, the use of language. You ever heard of the pepper grinder, though? <laughs> well, they are cousins, I, I think. Comedy, uh, everybody that listens to the podcast knows I'm going to say this, but Brian Regan said to me, he's like, Comedians are like musicians, but they play the audience. I've added to that that the audience is often out of tune or doesn't show up <laughs> or has a few broken strings or whatever it might be. But like, I tap my foot when I do comedy. There's something going on that's rhythmic. Do you oh, recognize that? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I... Do you recognize that in Pete's comedy? Yeah. <laughs> is what he's this, asking. This is the quiz. Yeah. It's, music, it's got just... a certain musicality to it. There's yeah. Let's a just... virtuosic kind of yes. pianissimo. There's and like a quick, solo that motion. goes on for too long. <laughs> <laughs> I, Cheers. Uh, real quick, virtuosic means like really, really good. Well, yeah, no, I know. I mean, I, I some he people told it. me some big words backstage, and I brought them out. I'm ready to go. I dropped out of school in seventh grade, Pete. The fact that I know any words, I think, is pretty uh, impressive. It is. Well, okay, I guess we have to talk to Moshe now. Why did he drop? <laughs> no, no, no. What's up with music? Who are your faves? Give me your top ten favorite comedians. Give me your top ten favorite junior high school dropouts. <laughs> That's too divisive. I was going to say, who are you supposed to like that you don't like? You could answer that if you want. What, musically? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, talk, a, talk a gang of shit oh, about your peers you, real quick. I can't. I, yeah. I, I can't. Yeah, I, can't can. I can't bring myself to criticize another musician. I understand. It's like a, Would you I answer that question it. about comedians that you're supposed to like but don't on um, your podcast? Well, let's see if I'll answer. <laughs> There's only one way to find That's out. That's a great point. I'll start. Bill <laughs> Cosby. Can. I'm done. <laughs> brave. Brave. Very brave. I can't believe I didn't think of that. I am pissed. 
Um, I didn't hear your burn of me, but do you see comedy <laughs> and music as being related, kind of? I think there's... Well, I'll just... I'll sort of... To illustrate, There, a, a long time ago, my husband and I would played... We had a show that we called Acoustic Vaudeville, and um, the sort of precept of this show was we used to play at the at the old Largo a lot and we always had a hard time with banter between songs and because we were getting friendly with all these comedians we thought well they're expert at banter so why don't we bring them on to pinch it between songs right and that kind of developed into into a show so we would have different uh comics go on the road with us Patton Oswalt um Paula Tompkins David Cross did some shows and um, and I what I realized was, you know, and my husband is Michael Pence, so you know his uh, his music and my Edit music obviously are. It's not super cheerful, and yeah. uh, but there's something about the the comedy that made people pay attention to the lyrics more, the language more, and something about the music that sort of primed people for. For the comedy, I know it, it was it, it had an interesting effect on the on the audience, and it really worked. And I'm I'm not really sure why, but like those two things really work together. I I completely agree. I, it never occurred to me that listening to a comedian talk would make people listen to lyrics more. But now that you say it, yeah, it it's like really... you become you become more attuned to the language. Yeah, go ahead. I have a music question. How do you feel? You guys think something stupid's coming, don't you? I can feel you anticipate a stupid-ass question coming, and I'm, I'm going to disappoint you. This one's going to really sear your eyes back. Okay. How do you feel about com- – because I'm so a lyrics guy, and I think it is because of comedy, because I respect the, the, the words so much that the, my favorite musicians are – the songwriters that have lyrics that are dense and interesting. And we were talking about John Prine backstage, like these people like that. How do you feel about people that are famous, but don't write any of their own songs? Like legends that are like that. Every time I find yeah. that out about a legend, I'm like immensely disappointed. Me too. I mean, I almost, it just doesn't, I like to, I like to have people, I don't know, it's like a whole experience with the person. I want to know what you think and feel and have you sing the words that you've written. I mean, there's some people who are great interpreters, but by and large, that's not my thing. Um, I mean, I am a Sinatra fan, so I do think that there's some people who can put a lot of feeling into other people's songs and kind of make it their own, but it doesn't. it's not really my thing as much. I like writers. I want I want to hear the story. I want to hear what you have to say. What about like an Oasis sitch where it's the brother that wrote it? <laughs> like like Lily is singing it, but Nono is over there and he's like, "Yeah, you got it, dude." You know what I mean? At least they're on stage. But they're in a they're in a band together, right? That's it's, uh, that's why it's an interesting question done yeah. in a dumb voice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are those songs really... Uh-oh. I feel like you're answering my other question from before. <laughs> it took a while, but we wore her down. We tricked you. Is there a lot of from-the-heart writing, or is it more sort of writing around a general topic? I understand. 
Good question. There's nothing to worry about. The, the front men of that band, uh, I hear, are very uh, cool, and they will not They're lash totally. out at yeah, all. Yeah. Yeah. They're really chill guys, They're really famously. Cool. I mean, don't look back in anger. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> you love, do you love Oasis? <laughs> We're going to build a wonder wall. Oasis is going to pay for it. That's an old joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, was, that was killer Trump material. It's made it back. Well, I actually, uh, that's interesting. So, because I've always wondered, what are the chances that the front person, the person who's really good at writing lyrics, is also cool and also can sing? You know what I mean? Like, why do we need that confluence? Like, maybe Noel, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe he can't sing as well, so he gives it... And I understand maybe their lyrics aren't, you know, cavernous. Super, well, not really super personal. But, I, you right. know, I don't know. Maybe they sort of discuss their topics and they're on the same page. Probably not. <laughs> they're not really on the same page. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's right. Yeah. There is something to the, the show you were describing, not to jump back in topics, the vaudeville and the comedy, making the music, making the, it being this kind of – that it feels like it even precedes vaudeville. It feels almost like medieval like roving villagers. Like there was a time, wasn't there, where music and comedy and all entertainment – because the, there was no TV. The TV was like some group of vagabonds that came in from the next village would all kind of bring you this is – that's – it's the, like the show that I created, uh, That's Entertainment. <laughs> there was an old show in the 70s, I think, called <laughs> That's Entertainment. I'm going to leave, I think. <laughs> You're not even sure. I'm going to leave, I think. <laughs> I haven't decided yet. He's going to wait till the smell thing is done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, need to, I do out. need to figure yeah. out what the you smell have to is. Find, that's how You're pretty excited about the smell, right? Yeah. Did I you, feel like so there's... You, you didn't smell. I have not smelled it. No, you okay. two will be the last. last. Be the last. If you want, oh, so we'll get the kind we'll of get all. We'll get the, the concentrated, concentrated COVID. Delta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm telling you, the fabric softener will kill the COVID. <laughs> I mean, I have fabric softener. I've never had COVID. I also think once you smell it, you'll be like, yeah, nothing's living in that. Like it's potent. It is an American yeah. tradition to take COVID nineteen uh, advice from the hosts of popular podcasts. So, <laughs> yeah, Sadly, I'm glad to be is. here for that. Branching <laughs> out. I'm just glad there's one other host who can give us solid COVID advice. I mean, yeah. it can't just be a one. It can't just system. be one guy. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, you're the other side of the aisle. Yeah. Spread, yeah. Spread the love. <laughs> We're really in trouble. I uh, can I ask you? You're, you uh, I can't believe how you look thirty-two. Yeah, you look thirty. Thank you. Why? <laughs> yeah, truly. That's my truly question. why and how. And because, I really steps. Mean it. because you're fifteen feet away from me. <laughs> that is no. She's true. right. I'm way closer. She looks twenty-two from here. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, I didn't know where to go. And that felt like the right move. Yeah. That it's going to be nice. Pepper Mill backstage. <laughs> you know, my husband is looking right at her. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's not just looking right at her. He's making the pepper grinder move and saying, it's going to be me, motherfucker. <laughs> Honestly, this looks more like balloon animal. <laughs> yeah. 
that's the starter move. No matter what animal you're making, the first move. That's the first. How you get it nice and wobbly? You got to prime it. I feel like I've never done it, but if you gave me one of those long balloons, I could make one of them. I think we all feel that way, right? Don't you all just feel like I could do that? Blind confidence. Twist it. Don't pop it. It'll be a poodle. No. Yeah. No. It's disrespectful to the art form that you're saying. That is your entire love-making strategy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you've gathered that correctly. That is exactly right. Yeah, that's Pete's love-making strategy. Just keep twisting until it turns into a poodle. (laughs) That's what dog style is. Dog style? That's how adept he is at the love-making technique. How would you like to try dog style? (laughs) I have to confess... I got that from Bobby Tisdale. Bobby Tisdale called Doggy oh, really? Style Dog Style, oh, that's really which funny. I found the funniest thing that I've ever heard. He also sang this song. Halloween, it happened to me. Put a mask on my face and I look like a tiger. And you can't, now that you know that, every yeah. Halloween, we, you're going to be like, we Halloween! Ju- <laughs> we just, like in the last few days, stopped singing that around our house. We were singing that for a full month and now it's back. There aren't a lot of good Halloween songs, Amy. <laughs> I got, I got nothing. Monster Mash, that's it. Monster Mash is the only one. Would Have you... you ever considered covering Monster Mash? <laughs> I do I... want you to talk because I'm very interested. Before you go into your real question, it would be a really funny post-pandemic uh, chapter for you, Amy, if you just came out and was just like, so what I'm doing is an album of Monster Mash covers. People are like, oh, Amy Man lost her fucking mind. <laughs> This is Monster Mash I mean, country. This is Monster Mash. <laughs> All genres. If, if I was you, if I were you, Moshe, <laughs> I would do the Monster Mash. Absolutely. That's, yeah. the, that's for no one. No one. Your hardest core fan wouldn't be like, oh, good. <laughs> She's doing the I monster. totally agree, but you can't just do a one-off. You have to do an entire themed album. Yes. And what... What other songs can we have? There's got. There's probably some ghosty. Is there? A, are there oh ghosty God. scary? Oh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. That's good. Okay. Yeah. You do Not the pepper grinder, then sing. Bustin' makes me feel good. Oh Thank wait, you. we're getting real answers. I feel what? like we could get the get the lineup for this record by the end of the night. Thriller. Thriller. I mean, if we're gonna mention that, then I was gonna say Halloween. Nightmare Head. Before Christmas. Yeah. What's this? What's this? That's where he discovers <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> I only know the happy part. Um, why do you look so good? Will you tell me one thing? This isn't like a... <laughs> I mean it. Like, why? what do you do? What do you eat? What do you drink? Give me a tip. You yeah, sleep you a lot? Tell me something. <laughs> you healthy? This isn't an accident. What are you doing that... I got nothing. There's something happening. When did, okay, when did you first discover Christmas? <laughs> You're not at all interested? In her beauty regimen? No, in no, like a in health... Like... Thing. It's a health Inside thing. out beauty. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, well, well, <laughs> I think you're awesome and my, a great songwriter. My father looked really young. At, you know, I'll he had no this. wrinkles at the age of 90. Wow. Is that true? All right. Yeah. See, this is the so only really wrinkles at the age of 90. I mean, like very, very fine wrinkles. He had little baby skin. Wow. So Ooh, I like, I like somebody could, with some fine ass wrinkles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, 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 look
I think it's a genetic situation, but thank you very much for okay. your compliment. Yeah, yeah. I really did mean it from a health perspective because we love talking about probiotics, prebiotics. <laughs> he was trying to get you to talk about gut health because that's I all was. Was gut health. About. You could have gone any direction and I would have been fascinated. I tried to take all that stuff, but it's, you know, I don't know. It's hard to keep up, isn't it? it like is. all the. So many supplements. I know. I have a whole bag of supplements, and like once every month, I'll be like, all right. Don't (laughs) you ever get the impression, though, that it's all complete bullshit, too, and you're adjusting your entire life over something that isn't going to affect anything at all, and you're going to die when you're 80 no matter what you do? No. Never think that. Hot take. I've got these guys going. Hell yeah. applause for the. And another uh, thing I've been thinking about. And another There's too many limitations take- on what we can and can't say. <laughs> but that is a dice clay perspective. It's like, why am I taking a vitamin? I'm still going to die when I'm 80. Oh! <laughs> I think his really, prostate falls out really talking- mid-bit. <laughs> why the fuck am I eating kale? His nipple shoots blood. <laughs> You're just going to die when you're 80. His teeth fall no, out. He throws up dry cereal. You're not ta- What's the fucking point? <laughs> but you're not talking about kale and vitamins. I mean, when we get into, like, gut health, we're into the, like, really adjust your lifestyle, kind of, like, take supplement Vitamins and kale, it feels like, yeah, eat healthy and take care of your body. That feels, right? No? Where were you when I had you earlier? <laughs> well, my dice clay impression has scared away anybody that I might want to agree with you. Uh, hot take. I have a question for you, Amy, man. Okay. I wrote it down earlier. So it's going to be a good one. <laughs> well, let's yeah. see what Moshe thinks of it. Both of my co-hosts seem to just be here to snipe me. <laughs> JK. Um, you've, you've put out like over a dozen records. What keeps you going? That's a real question. I really want to know. Let's not dodge that one. Why... <laughs> How do you find the drive to keep creating music and keep performing music and sometimes playing songs that you've played a lot of times, but also staying creative? That can't be genetics. You, well, you know, I mean, you have an idea and then you want to do the idea. You know, it's, it's not... I mean, at some point, you know, when I've been on the road playing a record for a while and it's time to start writing and I'll sit down and... You know, I mean, I when it's time to start writing a record, I kind of have a a regimen that's just I'll, I'll say just write for 15 minutes a day, and it can be just listening to old work tapes or just playing chords on the guitar. But just pick up a guitar and do something, and then eventually, you know, eventually you start having ideas. I mean, this record was a different thing because it started out as my new record. It started out as. Um, an, a, an assignment that I was asked to write music for a stage production of Girl Interrupted. So it was re- like a really specific assignment um, based on the, on the book. And, you know, and I wasn't going to put it out as a record, but after a certain amount of time, I had, a, I had a lot of songs and it didn't necessarily look like all the songs would go in the eventual production. So, you know, it's like, you just don't want it to go to waste. You know, I kind of, I, I, as I'm working on it, I have more ideas about how I want it to be presented and how I want it to sound. And then, you know, once you start picturing that, like, you have to do it because it's, you know, it would drive me crazy to not have it orchestrated and, and the way I wanted it to and sound the way I wanted it to. I guess that's my question. is like, what does it feel like to stop doing music? Have you ever been like, maybe that's enough? Or is it a compulsion? Is it something that, like, 
I just love it. I mean, it's fucking fun. It's really fun to write a song. It's really, really fun. It's really fun to have a complicated idea or to be just playing some chords or some music on the piano or whatever and then have it create a feeling and go, what is that feeling? What is that feeling? What's a story that goes with that feeling? And it's like a puzzle. So you're trying to figure it out, but it's also inside inside your head and you're trying to figure out what's inside your head. So, so that makes it interesting. And then once you start writing the, the words and you know, there's always part of my brain that's like, I know there's a better way to phrase this. I know that there's a rhyme for this, or I know there's a, a figure of speech that sums this up perfectly. Like, how do I get to it? Like, you know, you just keep working at it till you get to it. And that's really fun. Like to, to know that it's like doing a crossword puzzle. That's really hard, but you're like, I feel like I could do it. Like if I just kept working on it. And is the satisfaction getting it out for you? I, it sounds like it is. Is that more or less than the satisfaction of you play that song for me and now I feel how you felt? Is that the bigger thrill? The, the biggest, I think probably the biggest thrill is the, is the writing of it. Um, but you do have to, you know, I mean, you, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't mean as much if you feel like you're not going to play it for people. You know, like if there's, I don't have a big thing of like, this has to, I have to reach a huge audience. Like I have to have a, a huge theater full of clapping people. Like it's, I'm not, that's not really my thing, but I do want there to be some people, like I do want it to, to resonate with people. Is it, I'm, I'm using my language. I'm just seeing if you would relate. I want a bit when people laugh at it, I feel like I've been seen and yeah. it makes me feel less alone. Yeah. And then I hope that that's the sound. That's why they're laughing is because they feel less alone because they recognize themselves in me. Is there something mutually beneficial, but like, we call that a dialectic. Oh my God. Big words over here. I just got texted that word. just. <laughs> <laughs> but you want, is it safe to say that you feel like, I'm going to say something and then I want you to relate to it. When I don't do shows, Val and I will go to dinner and she can tell that I haven't done a show in a while because I'm too irritable, I'm too tense. Well, you're like an alcoholic that hasn't been to a meeting in a while. In more ways than one. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, it calms me down. But what I think it calms me down is sometimes... When it's left to my imagination, the world is filled with like very scary people that I can't relate to at all. I'll tell you what, it, what I think it is. And this is true for me on a personal level. I feel like we need other people's brains to, to regulate ourselves. And we have to be in the same space and in the same room with people. And when people are listening to same, the same piece of music, you know, listening, listening to music or playing music or writing music, if there's the music... As soon as the music is involved, the music part of it, is it, it changes your feeling state, right? And it's kind of like a magic potion because you, you know, like I listen to it and you hear it and presumably we are now feeling the same thing. So we are regulating ourselves, like regulating our mood state by, by being near each other and having the shared experience. And that is to me, not only fascinating, I feel like it's healing. Um, to, you know, 
we're all sort of feeling the same stuff, you know, we're on the same wavelength and, and that's probably what, what you get when, when people laugh at a joke, you're like, we're, our brains are vibrating at the same kind of frequency. Absolutely. Moshe, a bit. Well, it's just fu- not a bit. It's <laughs> Moshe, I see it a bit. Uh, Moshe Kasher, I, I recognize the bit. Well, uh, I got a question. No, I, it, in some ways it makes me feel like this is almost a proof that that music is actually in some ways superior to comedy because actually I don't feel oh like, god pepper I, grinder twice I I just no I mean I I just don't feel that way about about I feel like comedy I love it and I do think that it's an art form but I also think that it's a it's it you're not really manipulating emotion you're you're manipulating something physiological which by the way is is both the it, is part of what's magical about comedy. It's the only kind of uh, art form that is eliciting a specific physiological response over and over again, and it's a binary. It's, it works or it doesn't, and if you don't get the physiological response, it's not working. You're failing as a comedian. It's not supposed to be silent. You're not, people aren't supposed to gasp. They're supposed to laugh, right? Disagree. Opposed, what's that? T- t- Disagree. <laughs> no. That's it. I, I argument. Know, wait, no, I mean, what, no, you, what, you, I what think, does the word disagree mean? <laughs> no, I think, I, think, I think you're going to agree with how I'm disagreeing. You're telling a joke that involves silence. Like, there's rest beats of on, the, on the sheet music. No, of course. And gasps are also notes that of you're course, playing with. Of course. So it's not binary. But it's always in the service of getting to a laugh. Always. There's a, it's, it, it, you talk about, like, like, Nanette, at the times when there weren't, in that, where there were sustained periods that weren't supposed to be funny, it was a different thing all of a sudden. It was like, a, it, was the, it was theater. And then it went back into comedy and it went back and forth. But comedy, stand-up comedy, it's all about laugh, 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 laugh. And I don't know if it's about like it, it can be. It can get to heights of like getting to emotional, uh, eliciting emotional reactions. But comedy to me is like it's really about laughter. And music to me is like it's about uh, sort of emotional alchemy in a way that I don't yeah. think comedy is. It, it is there. There really is a kind of magic to it. I mean, I don't think you know. I think comedy certainly can be a lot of different things. But what it is also is that you were telling a story and you were telling a story about yourself and you were telling the audience, this is what I am like and this is how I think. And they respond to you in like a particular way, but they respond to you. Like it's, you're telling a story. You're, you're showing people what you're like and what you're, you know, we can see the workings of your brain. That's fucking fascinating. I once smoked pot and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm a I cool once. guy. <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you have to come to the live show for the hugs. <laughs> I went to bed and I was like, oh my God, comedy is, is um, painting a picture with words of what it looks like in your brain. I know that sounds like a stone thought, but there's something really beautiful about going like, every single person in this room is sort of alone and stuck in their brain. Yeah. And it's beautiful to go like, hey, sometimes it's like this, it's like this, it's like this, it's loud, it's violent, it's strange, it's weird, it's absurd, it's lonely, it's scary, it's beautiful, it's hopeful. And, and then you're sharing that. It's like a really important thing. But, to, go ahead, Amy, man. Well, just there's also a really specific, like it uses language in a similar way and it uses, you know, timing and rhythm and, and resting in, in a similar way. Like there is a cadence and a rhythm to it that, that's necessary and the choice of language, like, that's what's so fascinating. You know, I would watch my comedian friends and go, 
why did they put that word there? Like, why is it like that word there? If it was, if it was in the beginning of the sentence, it wouldn't be funny. How did they fucking know how to do that? Like, that's what's so fascinating to me. Yeah. That's what's beautiful is that both comedy and music have like this mysterious element to it. Like, it's like, when you say this, my body has a reaction and I'm not, I'm not totally sure why. And then music is like the most mysterious thing that we're like, sounds happen and then I feel heartbroken yeah. or whatever. Or how, how somebody writes a song and it becomes the soundtrack to your emotional moment. You know, mm. it's like a, everybody's had the breakup that they've decided, you know, mine, surprisingly, you'll, you'll be surprised to know it was an Elliot Smith song that became the sound. I know I'm the first one that became, that looks like me, but it became the soundtrack of one particular breakup. And it's like, he's like, he's writing about me now, you know, whatever. And it's like, he doesn't know me or doesn't care about me, but it be, you attach meaning to the sounds that you're hearing and they become the soundtrack to your life. I do think music is certainly stickier in that way. Like you're feeling something and then you hear a song. Like I remember a girl stood me up for a date in high school and I got in the car and um, the Rolling Stones, love, it's a bitch. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) like, it was so important to me. It's so sticky actually that I have noticed over my years of doing comedy that if you close with a, with a sing-song bit, if there, there are certain comedians who have like a song bit or just they sing in their act, that you will go, I, you will go home singing the song. And it's a brilliant move because it makes everybody leave the theater thinking about your bit over and, and repeating your bit over and over. So well, yeah, that's Halloween. Fa- it happened to me, that. Valerie. <laughs> well, forgive me. We're not done. The fans, the fans of the podcast will have heard this over and over. But I want to tell you and Amy is that one. The study that really blew my mind is they had people come in and make poetry with magnetic poetry, and then they they would leave. And what they were actually studying, like all good scientific experiments, psychological experiments are. It's never the poetry. It's it's always a trick. It's always a trick. And what they were studying, forgive me, I know some of you have heard this, it's the speed with which they left. So it was at the end of a hall. Wow. So some of the people, they gave them words like lethargic, that means slow. Um, (laughs) No, that one I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's what teacher yells. Um... (laughs) On Edit the line. that out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Panic. <laughs> um, words like lethargic, slow, whatever. Uh, dragging. They walked out slowly. And people with words like quick, rapid, speedy, all that stuff, they walked out fast, like yeah. much faster. And when going back to what you were saying about we come together to regulate and to kind of be one brain. It's almost like all yeah. of humanity is one brain and we're all... Nerve endings in the brain And we think we're separated But there's these things connecting us When I say compassion Patience Love, gentleness You'll drive home differently That's why the the number of comedians I saw That had a they can't catch us all Drunk driving bit I was like you're killing people Like that's real I know I sound kind of like a square But I I, I was like that's fucked up It's also fucked up I think words are really, really powerful. So you mean okay. you mean because the the uh, the resonance of that bit will jangle around the brains of everybody who hears it, and someday they'll think, 
Yeah. They'll they subconsciously start the car and think they can't or catch assault. Or that night. Also, you're, you're an alpha. You're lit, you're higher, mm. and you're louder. And you're saying, don't worry about drunk driving. Or don't worry about, like, there, there's so many bits. This is what I wanted to put to both of you, in def- not in defense of comedy, but I think it is all binary and it is all about laughs, right? C- can, well, I say, can I say uh, before? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I just want... Uh, 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 if I could just... Uh, might I just... Uh, no, go ahead. I'll go. Uh, I just no. I feel like what I did was was sell out my own art form, and I do, that's not what I mean at all. There is something very mysterious about the simplicity of comedy to me, and its binary is to me is is its great power. I think it's it's so inter- to me the the most interesting thing. One of the most interesting things about comedy is its austerity. It's like when I look at musicians. Packing a, a drum set and a bass and an amp into a van, I'm just like, fuck you. Like, I drive to a, I don't even bring a mic to a show. Like, yeah. I just, they, they provide the stool and the mic, and, and then just you stand there and you talk. It's almost absurd. It almost shouldn't exist. And that's what I think kind no, of I what's powerful. I know you agree. I just wanted to make sure it didn't sound like I'm like, I think comedy's dumb. I don't. I just think it's this very particular. But what I want to introduce into that, and for both of you to comment on, is I, I think laughs are just so nuanced. Somebody recently told me, and I have a bit about it, that, uh, which I won't do. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, JK, I'll do it. Is that, <laughs> is that clowns are to help us laugh at our drunk dads. And as soon as they said that, I immediately agreed. So you could say you go and look at a clown with his red cheeks and his red nose and his pants are always falling, falling to his feet and he's tumbling around. And we just laugh, right? It's just laughing. But that's the safe way for you to work out the fear you had of your dad. Like, that's fucking... I'll put that against blood on the tracks any day. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need that. We need that safe way. And the bit is, so many dads... I do it reluctantly. And the fucking bit is... You're asking for it. So many dads now don't drink. They smoke pot, which makes me think, in the future, mime will be very popular. (laughs) And then I act out. I go, this reminds me of when my dad couldn't talk for four hours. And that's the bit. Uh, What did that make you think of, Amy Mann? (laughs) Did you like that bit, Amy Mann? (laughs) What did you think of it when I opened for you? What were your thoughts? Just, I mean, go ahead. I, I approve of the bit. Okay. <laughs> well, I do think comedy is this cool thing that you're going around the country providing an evening of delight. And I think that's, like, that's the binary part. Is like, it's there for pure enjoyment. As opposed to a, music, a musician can be providing you a night of heartbreak or, or even or anguish. Or, but that's or, also a safe place to laugh at our drunk dads. Totally. Yeah. Like so, a, woman, a woman on stage playing a song about a heartbreak, the, the medium is the message. You're writing about your heartbreak, but you're on stage singing about it. She had to have gotten over it or healed enough to write about it, and I'm in the throes of it, and I go, one day maybe I could have that perspective. Amy Mann. Well, I think the shared experience itself is the is the delightful healing part you know like even i think it's i think it's okay if this, if you're sharing a an experience that's a, you know a sad mood it's the fact that it's shared you're with someone you can feel a feeling and be safe because you're with people who are also feeling it you know it's a room full of empathy and giving people permission this is val this is your this is your sweet spot something that val's really helped me with is like i'm going to say it we've said it a million times but i'll say it every time i think of it it's not the feeling that makes us feel bad. It's the shame for having the yeah. feeling. Yeah. 
and the thinking that you're the only one feeling that in that moment. Yeah, or the effort to suppress it. Right. Yeah. You know, which is exhausting. Yeah. Exactly. I have, I have a question. To, slightly off topic. That's not really off topic. Did you perform over Zoom during the pandemic? Uh, have you not, had that experience? Not much. I did, a, I did a little bit. Did it feel... I've performed only twice over Zoom. And everybody, there's a lot of bits about how bad it is. But actually, my experience with it was it was actually disturbing how similar to an actual connection with an audience it had the capability. Of, it was never going to be that, but it was enough that that I was like, oh, I could see a world where this became permanent. Oh, where, yuck. Where, where the, internet, the internet felt almost like... like Putting comedy aside, I went to some party parties on Zoom, like some birthday uh-huh. parties, and I was like, "Wow, I do feel like I just spent an evening with a bunch of friends, even though I definitely didn't leave my office the whole time." Like, what you're talking about is this interaction with, you know, sort of shared space with an audience. I wonder if music is just too far. Yeah, I just wonder what you think. It, it was, it was really tough it was really tough for me i i mean i i think i barely did it i certainly didn't do a whole show i think there was like a like three songs or something i did for for a thing and i don't i don't even think it was live but just it it just felt weird i mean i remember sort of having to do it a few times because like i was like it's almost pointless to sit and play in a fucking room alone you just you feel like an idiot you know like i i mean i just didn't i i couldn't because you can't cast it. the spell. It, it, there, even right now, there's a feeling of bodies, and there's yeah. a, a feeling that all these consciousnesses pointed in the same direction and hearing the same things. Is, is, is I didn't do a single Zoom show. Is my point? I. But I wonder if you would have felt that you had zero percent of spell. It was a little bit like you were casting a spell, and it wasn't really working well. But you were still creating the Patronus. Okay, yes, the deer didn't have its legs. Right, it was sort of moving along via antler only. But the spell was still being cast. It was weird. You are a true talent, <laughs> and I delight in you because as host, I'm like, okay, he's talking about a spell. I'm going to have to think of what would go wrong if a spell went wrong. And you're like Patronus, and it gave me a Patroner. Listen, (laughs) (laughs) see, if you were on Zoom, you'd just close the laptop. But here, (laughs) here, the spell continues. See, that's sort of my point. Is that was icky and gross and bad? That wasn't binary. That's also the show. You know, I I I totally agree. I totally agree. Amy Mann, I wonder, how do you gauge a good show? Is it you played well, or is it they clapped well, or is it they seemed enraptured? I'm really curious. Oh, and a bomb. How do you bomb Yeah, what's a, a bomb? And have you ever bombed and they loved it? I've definitely had shows that I thought were bad that people said, no, it was great. I don't know what you're... It was fine. Uh, so you can't always tell. Um... A great show for me is knowing, really feeling like you're on the same page. You know, that you're just, you know, you say something, you make a joke, they laugh, that helps. Um, That if I feel like I can, you know, really say what's going on, because sometimes I, I get nervous and like it really helps to, to uh, disarm that if I can just talk about what I'm feeling. Um, a bad show is when I get when I get nervous and I can't get out of it 
and I'm don't, I don't feel like I'm getting anything. <laughs> like there was mm. a show I did in in Berlin where I mean I love Germany. I get nervous in Berlin yeah. as well for <laughs> maybe different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> These documentaries I've been watching late at night. I don't know. It's something. <laughs> I love Germany. I love playing playing in Germany, but this this show was had that stereotypical like folded arms. Uh, impress us kind of feeling and I I could have been projecting maybe that was just like the one guy in front of me or something but I just got into a headspace that was fucking terrible and it was uh, I started to forget stuff so I you know I often if I forget a song I'll start it again I'll make a joke I'll start it again Uh, because it's really hard to just plow forward when you've forgotten half a verse and like you don't know where you are and then I, if you do that a couple of times, it starts to get like a little sweaty. Um, and then I, I started to have these thoughts of, wh- why are these people, why would they care about what I'm doing anyway? This is not relevant to their life. You know, just, just who, who am I? What, you know, I don't have anything to offer, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And it just, you know, that kind of spirals. So that's a bad show. That was, that's a fairly recent terrible show. Oh no. <laughs> I was hoping it was a very long time ago. No, I mean it, was, it recent meaning like in the last 5 years. Oh yeah, yeah. cuz you famously toured through the entire pandemic yeah, and didn't yeah. care about covid Con- at all, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's funny cuz I She's like this this doesn't have anything to do with their lives. They're all on respirators. What am I Too much. Got it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Felt like there was more there, there wasn't. I got you. <laughs> You, you, you deal with anxiety in your music, and that story made me think, like, sweaty. I hate the feeling of sweat on my back when I'm bombing and just, it's going terrible. Have you found anything that helps you with feelings of anxiety or feelings of depression I, or any of those? Yeah, I mean, I do. I started to feel... I started to say... I mean, I know this sounds really hokey, but I started to say to myself, let the music heal you. Which is, it, it is like, I never, that is like a very woo-woo thing, and I would never say that out loud. A very what thing? Woo-woo. Oh, okay. Like, I would never, that's not the kind of thing I say out loud, but I would say it to myself. Like, just, like, a belief that the music itself can calm and soothe, which I think it can. And, you know, or I would look at my fellow musicians, because I feel like they're just so delightful, and I love playing with other people. Um, that's often really helpful, and the other thing is just, you know, make a mistake, just go, let it go, it's gone. You know, there's a Jack Handy thing uh, that, that was, um, if ever your keys should fall in the lava, let them go, man, because they're gone. <laughs> and my, my bass player used to say that to me. And so on stage, I'll go like, keys are in the lava. Into, into the mic? No, just in, in my your head. head. Yeah. If I make a mistake, I'll just go, keys are in the lava, man. They're gone. I love that so (laughs) much. That's so good. I I mean, I think that all of those methods are so beautiful because we talk so much about, like, dealing with anxiety, dealing with difficult emotions. And, like, there's an opening that's required. Like, when you want to, like, push it down and resist and be like, no, I'm not anxious. I can get through this. That just, like, perpetuates it. But if you can open in that moment and you're opening to the music just so beautiful and then the other thing is regulating so like finding other people because yeah. we we think co-regulating is like just something you do with babies human beings co-regulate like you said with music um so like finding other people that are safe 
And then the other one is surrender. Like those are the three big things yeah. and you've totally. And there is a, something that happens in your brain. Like I think there is, a, it actually happens. Like if you tell the truth there that like it, it's, you kind of get like a little endorphin. I shot. agree. Therapy so is if that, you yeah. say what's happening, you know, if there's a way to say what's happening that doesn't like ruin the show, uh, that, that I find that to be really helpful. I completely agree. And that's what art is. This is yeah. how I feel. Do you see it too? So like there can be yeah. these little moments of like, this is going poorly. <laughs> like, and, yeah. and they see it too. And you're okay. Yeah. I'll tell you, I had a show. I played the, the first show I played since the, you know, after the pandemic was in September and I opened for Rufus Wainwright and it was at the Greek theater. Right. Thank show. you. And Edit that out. I had been, I had been from, from last August to about this August, uh, really, really sick. I, I had like a, a nervous system disorder, and it turned into um, vestibular migraine stuff where I, I just felt, I felt like I had a concussion. I felt sick and dizzy all day. I started to get... Um, and my, my hearing was distorted and would produce like uh, tinnitus and and um, when I listened to music, but like it was distorted. I could not listen to my record to check the mastering because I thought something was wrong with my computer. That's how I realized something was wrong with my hearing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and, and it was like literally, it's still happening a little bit um, when I'm really stressed. And so, you know, and then you go into like the medical system and you do all the MRIs and, you know, they go like, well, migraines are genetics. So you're like, I guess this is permanent. And, you know, so I had a year where I was like, I, it's, I won't ever work again. I mean, my hearing is fucked up and I'm sick all the time. Like I'm like dizzy and it's really hard to describe it. It was like, if you're, um, you know, that alcohol poisoning feeling where you're, you're unsteady and you feel kind of nauseous. So that was, that was my 24 hours a day. And it was worse at night, so I, I couldn't sleep. I had to sleep sitting up. It was like a fucking disaster. So, and then I, just by accident, I hate to even say how this happened, but I got an ad for an app that was for chronic pain and I and so I I read that um, that dizziness is uh, shows up in the same part of the brain that pain that chronic pain does. So I thought, well, maybe this is something. And then I started reading about chronic pain and how uh, you know if people with like childhood stress or childhood trauma, like a lot of stress in their lives, can their nervous system becomes really reactive. And then it starts producing pain signals, which can be like dizziness and all these other symptoms. And there's a there's sort of like targeted ways to calm your nervous system. So uh, so then I started doing that. I got I got better. But like the first show, the first fucking show. Wait, you started using the app. I, I'm sorry, I know we're at a yeah. cool part, but what what was the no, app? No, no, don't do? mention the app. Move on. Go ahead. <laughs> No, we don't have to mention the app, but what, what was it? What were you it doing? Was, it's an app called Curable. Edit that out. Yeah. Um, I mean, no, I really. know. It's, it seems like terrible to say, but like that's what happened. But what, did it, what did it have you do? What did the, tell me what the app did. It does. <laughs> part, of, part of it is it, that... It finds you the cheapest airfare for anywhere you're going at any given time. <laughs> and it can, you can do packages, hotels, rental cars. It's called kayak.com, and it does a lot of good. She needed a break. Yeah. She needed a break. 
I really need to know. What, I mean, there might be people listening going through something like this. I tell you, it, it, I mean, it was kind of a miracle. So part of it, what, what it is, is just learning about um, the nature of chronic pain and that it's a neuroplastic problem. Which can, you know, there, there are ways you can change the neuroplasticity of your brain. Um, so just like learning that did a lot, like re- was really helpful. And all, honestly, like as soon as I, you know, I, I did have a lot of child, childhood, childhood trauma. And, and I, the whole time this was happening, I was like, I feel like it's somehow connected. But like I couldn't figure out, I, I think what I thought was like, yeah, it broke my fucking brain, and now this is what I'm stuck with. But, um, but what you know? But the idea that it makes your nervous system really reactive was like that is what it fucking is. And as soon as I learned that, it it got better. The connection it between childhood so trauma. Better. Yeah. So you got honest about like some unhealed trauma. I mean, it wasn't stuff I didn't know anything about. I think what really happened is the pandemic. And the isolation of the pandemic was really, really hard for me because I didn't have any fucking people to be around to regulate my, my, my mood and my, you know, my anxiety. And it just, like, I felt like uh, just, I think, like a really subterranean feeling of danger because, like, we need our herd. We need people around. We need a community. And I think for me that was particularly tough because my, my childhood stuff is a lot of abandonment stuff. So I think that's what it was, but... You know, because everybody else was like, I'm doing all these fun things during the pandemic and like watching TV and starting new projects. I'm like, I guess that can't be, you know, like nobody else seems to be that can be, that's probably not it. So, you know, and as soon as you have that thought, you suppress the feeling and then it just comes out in these other ways. I mean, I found it really, really, really stressful. Like, I'm looking at you guys going, your beautiful fucking faces, like just looking at human faces. I'm, it's so exciting. Mm. Like it's so, my brain just loves it. Like I just love, you know, after not having seen people. I know, I yeah. feel the same way. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, even when Moshe was like the Zoom party thing, I was like, I would cry after I got off of Zoom parties. I was like, I need to be like, I can tell when I'm physically in a yeah. space. But I also have similar like childhood trauma that is around like, isolation being left yeah, alone yeah. and and it was interesting to watch like people whose wounds are more around other people aren't safe yeah and and like pete and then mine was i'm not safe unless i'm with other people yeah. and just like how it it did it brought up everything for a lot of people that i know mine yeah. is no one's ever safe around me <laughs> <laughs> no i'm joking but i i can it's interesting because i connected to people my main points of connection were honestly playing um online video games Mm. i had this group of guys that i would connect with on this stupid fucking headset and i would wait till my wife went to bed because it's not the most attractive look and (laughs) i think that's what got me in one of those rocking chairs with the speakers (laughs) total wasted frag dude but it was this i'm not good at video games i'm not like i i don't really play them i haven't played that game in months now but it was like i at night i could log on and have like company and yeah. there was something about the it was that and surfing honestly were the things that surfing is so the opposite of that it's getting yeah. out into the world but i could feel like i was in the world and among people without being next to please don't ever do that again uh, <laughs> that, now that brings up a lot of my my trauma from the last year that noise how funny by the way is it that very 
uncontrollable rote physical things have become like disgusting. Like a person <laughs> clears their throat around me, I'm like, get the fuck out of here, witch. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that was that was my connection. Amy, sorry to circle back, and then I do want to get to that conclusion you were about to hit us with. But Curable gave you info and yeah. and caused you to do some sort of self self therapizing. Anything else? I mean, was it telling you to? Well, there's sort of guided meditations. There's like somatic tracking where you just like observe the symptoms, but in a calm kind of way. And I really, as soon as you get into, as soon as you realize like this is all in my head like in a you know not it's all in my head but you know as soon as you realize like it's not that something's broken uh i don't like you're able to to have some a measure of calmness around those symptoms and just go like you know there you go like uh, you know it's you can sort of have a different kind of relationship to the like symptoms. a witnessing yeah. perspective yeah well it's all it's also like what you're describing what's blowing my mind about it, it, it correct me if i'm misunderstanding you were having an experience of awful phenomena and then you heard about the, an app that didn't directly address the kind of phenomenon that you were experiencing yeah. but it felt similar enough that you were able to get that information wrestle it into an applicable medicine for you and it healed it's almost like there's something. It's almost like what you were talking about with the turns of phrase in songwriting, like waiting for the perfect phrase that will make the song perfect. It's yeah. like you kind of, in a weird way, did that with your own healing, like waiting for the perfect, waiting yeah. for the thing and making it your medicine. We, well, I could extrapolate because I had read that thing somewhere that was talking about dizziness being the same part of the brain as as chronic pain. And I think if I didn't already know that, I, w- I would have passed it up because it wasn't like pain, really. It was... I just felt fucking sick all the time, and it, and I was and I it was really reactive because I, you know, all the all sensory information, you know, the the uh, any kind of any kind of sound became distorted. Um, light, I couldn't look at light. It, you know, I couldn't look at. I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't be on the phone. I couldn't be. I couldn't do the Zoom stuff. So like, I got even more isolated. Um, it's so it made me sick. Like it made me feel instantly sick, which is a nightmare. But so it was all this sort of sensory processing that, that, um, was, was super reactive. I do think that there's, I mean, listeners of this podcast know that we are so in my zone. Like I, I'm love thinking and talking about somatic healing and trauma and stuff, but, um, I won't go all into that, but I do think there is something interesting about the, you know, the doctors giving you like the MRIs and all of that and the Western medicine. Thank you so much for all of your uh, contributions, but that you were like, when you discovered it, you were like, that's it. Yeah. Like there, and I do think there is like our bodies want to heal. That's how we stay here. So there is some, this is real woo woo, I guess, but like there is some sort of wise healer in you that like remembered the dizziness thing, tried this app was kind of guiding and i could tell i could tell there was a connection and you know and i had also part of my childhood thing <laughs> this is a long story i won't go into but i got hit by a car when i was three years old so i had a concussion and so i was thinking like is it like a you know some kind of post concussion you know but i was thinking like in, in a sort of hardwiring way um it never occurred to me that there was a way to 
rewire. Um, and I know that they're doing like, you know, a lot of the new, they're doing a lot of experiments with, um, or research with ketamine for, for migraine stuff or like, uh, you know, neurological problems. So it's, you know, for neurological reset. And, but that sort of makes sense to me because you, because it's all a neurological reset. It's just a different, you know, it's like a, a gentler way to do it. Did you, you didn't do ketamine therapy or no. Any, did you? No, but I mean, I was, and I don't do drugs at all, but I was like desperate enough to go like, maybe I should, you know, cause it was fuck, like my life was over. I mean, oh yeah. I, I would have do, done ketamine do day one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've well, been like, I'm not, feeling a little goofy. It's time to get some K in here. It's not. It wasn't. I don't think it's like out there yet. It's there's pockets of it. Uh, so I don't know if it's like approved. It's not approved for that. It's approved, I think, by the Rave Association, yeah. though. <laughs> the, the Daft Punk Association approves it across the board. You know, I apologize. I feel like we've I've really dragged no. us down. We can no, get back no, to no. hand jobs. No, because you, <laughs> no honestly, you are divine. I've honestly had some hand jobs that were as depressing as this conversation. <laughs> Joking. That wasn't depressing. It's a, it's a conversation of healing. But I was actually thinking while you were talking, and this is even more depressing. This is actually depressing. How many people around the world we were marked on this throughout the pandemic we're having this a, a version yeah. of an of your experience like people had i mean it's not abnormal to have a terrible psychological or physiological reaction to extreme isolation that seems to be endless yeah. and so the globe it's not like our city or our country it was like the globe like a third or a half or two thirds of people were having a terribly traumatic experience it's in the last year. It's fucking traumatizing. Yeah. This has been a traumatizing time. We need yeah. to do like airdrops of ketamine. I don't think it's I about <laughs> targeted therapy. It's about like bomb the village. Yeah. Bomb the village. And in the same way that like we can be sharing whatever we share when we hear music and we're feeling like that energy or vibrations, like sorry to use those words, I think we feel it when we're all feeling traumatized too. Like yeah. we're sharing some sort of collective consciousness. So that's the good news is you're not alone and we're all traumatized. You're not alone. Wee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the collective trauma of society seems to be playing out in a really beautiful way. We're all coming together as a society. <laughs> yeah. I think it's working out. <laughs> it we're being like unified by it. Yeah. yeah it's beautiful. <laughs> the planet's healing from it. I, I've been off social media, so I thought you meant that. Um, <laughs> I would love to see. I, I wonder at some point, will there be like what you found in an individual way? Will there be some societal? I just keep waiting, and I think it's. I'm starting to increasingly feel like naively waiting for this big societal shift where it's like a, a come together now. 60s-ish kind of let's do this as a society. Not that the 60s were a very together time, but I just keep waiting for the big societal wave and sometimes I feel like we're all too down the the, the sort of quicksand of our own self-fuckery and social media that it might not happen. Anyway, you guys, it's been good to be here. and Try the pepper grinder. I think that's... I don't. I think we will. I, I don't know if it'll be in our lifetimes, but I think it all kind well, of. What do I out. give a fuck if they get healed later? <laughs> My great grandchildren will be like, and then we figured it out. <laughs> I want it now. <laughs> well, okay, we're not going to solve that tonight. Where's the Where's the fabric softener right now? Oh yeah, that's a yeah. that's a light it one. It got stalled. 
Did everyone smell it? Does anyone have a guess? Oh, wait. Before we... What happened at the Greek theater? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, She's like, I bombed so hard. It was awful. We're so off topic. So, you know, what I had been talking about before, the the idea of... Uh, you know, of course, I had no idea. I had no idea what was going to happen. I mean, I know, I didn't know if my hearing would be distorted, if I would be able to get to the, get to the show. And it's hard to walk on stage of the Greek fucking theater, going, I don't know, man. I might have to stop halfway through, and and so I I immediately felt a great a great vibe from the audience, and I said something like, I've had the fucking worst year, and. Uh, you know, and everybody kind of responded to that, and it really made me feel like, oh, I can talk to this audience, and I f- and I played a great show, like one of the best shows that wow. I've ever played. Yeah, the music healed you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. beautiful. Just in the smallest way to relate. I, I remember I dropped a cinder block on my foot. It was under my air conditioner. This is not going to relate fully, and it <laughs> fell on it fell on my foot, and it like pretty much shattered my foot. I couldn't walk on it. And I went to a show that night. I didn't go to the foot doctor because I was in my 20s and I was an idiot. (laughs) And I I walked up to the stage like Frankenstein, like I could barely get up, did the show, great show, walked off. It was like like a healing, you know what I mean? Like that feeling of like you've been seen, I talked about the foot. It just, it's a magical thing. Um, Okay. Did you then go get your foot healed? Or it was like healed? No, it was healed... What? Wow. And it's been fine ever since. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you have to come to the live shows for those physical gags. Okay, if, real. If you thought physical gags didn't work on podcasts? Try smell <laughs> gags. <laughs> no, we're all going to have a group experience. And something you couldn't do on Zoom and something we haven't done for a long time is smelled the same thing. Who has a hot take on the guess of okay. what Val this diagnosed this as smelling as? Yes. Is it cilantro? Cilantro is the guess. That's a, that's a great guess. Does anybody guess. clap if you felt it was cilantro? It wasn't Val's thing. Wow. <laughs> that's one person. This is supposed to make us feel more together, not make that's that actually, poor woman feel alone. I think of Moshe all the time because one time we went to brunch and I was sitting next to you. This is like 10 years ago. And I just had like a, a blank in my brain. And I said to you, what's cilantro? And you just answered me. Aww. I think about it every <laughs> time someone says or I see cilantro that you didn't make fun of me. That You literally went, well, cilantro is actually a very divisive vegetable. <laughs> so funny you say that because you experienced it as me being supportive but in you relaying the story to me I'm like oh I was doing my favorite thing which is being a know-it-all I was able I was like no. oh this is an awesome opportunity for me to drop I, some science I like help I'm a help me person and you helped me anyone else yes you sir second row barbecue You're sauce so is very close You're so cl- what? what sweet and sour Geriatrics? <laughs> Teriyaki. Teriyaki, you're close. Relish? Oh, yes. yes. Pickle oh. relish? I, I feel. Mean, all, like, let's just remember right now that we're talking about fabric softener. <laughs> all of these things yeah. are not what you want your clothes Madam, to smell like. Worcestershire sauce? Okay, okay. Very Put close. your two answers together. Yeah! 
Wow. Okay, we're going to wait while we pass it around again. <laughs> Smell it again. It is... A, you know what? What is... Does it, who has the bottle? Uh, if we wow. Somebody it's drank gone. it and it's left. It's long gone. <laughs> We're no, never going to see that comes bottle. Up, no, somebody walks up in the audience with a really guilty look on their face and the softest clothes you've ever seen. <laughs> you are exactly what I find funny. <laughs> Nobody has it. It's organic citrus. Everybody go buy it. Where is it? It's really weird. gone? Does somebody have it? You can... You have it, yeah. Okay, and does somebody else have the lid? But I need to smell this. Yeah, it needs yeah, to come no, up for these guys to smell and it. And if you have the lid, bring this it This will be too, how we close be a, for those of you with babysitters also, like us. Also, I think... Uh, bring said, it up. Who said A1 sauce? Well, no one... Well, yeah. Is there a prize? Was there multiple? Yeah. Oh, we'll all, yeah. we'll all autograph okay. it, and you can have the bottle of yeah. Starbucks. Yeah. Can, we get a shar- yeah. can we get a Sharpie to autograph it? Well, folks, Amy and I have a little song that we wrote during the... It's our friend Ruben. We don't Hi, know what to Rubes. do with ourselves. Um, That's Ruben. He works at all time. Flynn, can we get a Sharpie? All right. Wait. Thank I want to smell it. I want to. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill the COVID real quick. <laughs> oh, you think it's like hand sanitizer? <laughs> yes. Huh? <laughs> there you go. Okay. It's all good now? It's all good. Cool. <laughs> oh it's particles. Dry cough. <laughs> that doesn't. I don't. Well, I don't want to say my feeling. What is your I think feeling? We know what that your does feeling is. Not smell like A1. Are you it kidding? It smells exactly. This is the golden blue dress no. again. Oh no. my gosh. No. This is the golden no. blue dress. Very vinegary. Yeah, vinegar. Heavy vinegar. Smells When's so the last so time you had an A1? Sauce? Every fucking day, Pete. <laughs> Every day I mean, of the pandemic. Yeah, that's perfect. You know what? You're I right. I have not smelled A1 in a long time. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Wait. Let me. Okay. Before I. T- this is so. Michael. Is, Michael will smell it. It's He's so an obviously. Come smell it. Michael, are you an A1 guy? Michael Pan, everybody. Michael. Go smell the sauce. Have you had A1 in a while? the sauce. I think you'll know it. He wasn't going to let you smell it unless you had. Look at this. Like a sommelier. sommelier. A a fabric softener sommelier. (laughs) (laughs) You can switch it. It's got good legs. HP? HP. That's the same thing, isn't it? Oh, my God. (laughs) What's HP? Higher power. Higher power in AA, and it's you need a, to go to a meeting. It's an no, English it's, brown. It's uh, it's yeah, it's like British A one, British right? brown. Yeah. Oh. All right, you sign you you all. all Are the you signing it, sign it and giving it away? Is this your prize? This yes, is sad. Yes, this was the prize. It's very sad. <laughs> this is the prize. <laughs> you get prize. partially used, I th- <laughs> stinky fabric I think you softener at least give a hand signed job. by Moshe Kasher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can trade it for a pepper grinder from Michael Penn. <laughs> Like, you can't say this has ever happened before. No. <laughs> that's true. I guess that, that's a little. Why bar. is it wet on the outside? It's cool because it got, Pete, on, it got on me a little. It's actually oh, a, a better prize okay. than you think because Pete spilled a lot of it on the bottle. <laughs> so it's like kind of visceral. It's a, it's a multi. Well, now I smell like A1 steak sauce, according to three of us. <laughs> you need to write your autograph more legibly. You are not that. That's what, oh, you mean I'm not that famous that I can just... Don't touch me with it. I, I didn't want to finish the burn. It was too mean. I love you too much. Um, real quick, Amy Mann and Moshi Koshi, if you have one, um, what's the time in your life you've laughed the hardest? I'll give you some prompts. I'll walk you through this. Maybe Michael farted. Maybe someone fell down. 
Maybe you were a child, but when were you crying laughing? I can't believe you think that my laugh standards are fart and oops. <laughs> I've done almost 500 episodes. I'm going to say 98% of them are fart and oops together. Uh, when I was 14 and I saw uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, I literally fell on the floor laughing. Uh, and cool. farted? <laughs> You look so hopeful when you say that. <laughs> Give Pete's this. like, please say you farted. And then you farted. And then you farted. Well, all of ours are val. Never mind. <laughs> uh, Moshi, do you have one? Yeah, it's what John Cleese is up to currently. It's just nothing makes me laugh harder. Oh, my God. Um, what is he up what to currently? It? We don't know. Uh, he's not... like a weird guy. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> oh, what a bummer. I don't know. I think in, there was a... The thing that came to mind was there was a game we used to play in rehab... Uh, in like teenage rehab where um, my friend and I would this is very immature but it would we would go around the room because you're sit- seated in a circle and we would do this thing where we would go like 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 this like you've got some schmutz on your face and the person across the room would kind of go like oh okay I got schmutz and then we'd go like no 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 and we'd go to the other side of our face okay. and we could do that for hours and hours and that was that Laugh, there's no laughter like laughter in the group at rehab, I would say. <laughs> That's so funny because that remi- we couldn't think of one, and you just reminded me of one. You came to our house. You brought a board game called Secret Hitler. Oh, my God. We were all either drunk or stoned or tired. Everybody was one of those I three I do things. remember this. And you tried to explain was, this was your favorite game, Secret Hitler. And it was the f- Amy Man, the fucking most complicated it was thing. so complicated. He, he was the- like, you are the Secret Hitler, but only if the Secret Hitler chose you in the round previous. And the rounds are determined by the cycles of the moon. And we're... And then Moshe <laughs> left and well, took the game with him. And I put on Blur that woohoo song. Wait, this is your and I best just laugh ever was a bit talking shit about me after I left your party. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm misremembering. You, are, you were still you there. You were still there. Our friend Josh Our friend left, left. And then I said, Josh is in the car right now going, like to have escaped the passion that you were screaming and you kept saying Hitler which made it worse and I can't hear that song without dying laughing well that sucks because when I any time since that party someone says the word Hitler I'm just so upset thinking about that party (laughs) it ruined Hitler for you Okay, we'll go down the line. Thank you so much for being on, Moshe. And one time for Amy Mann, everybody. Well, we have... I know. We have the guests say the catchphrase at the end. It's keep it crispy. It doesn't really mean anything. It's not a trick or anything. It's just you get to end the show. We don't end the show. You say it. So if you want to say it, and then Moshe says it. And then we'll have the crowd say it. I'll count one, two, three, and the crowd can say it. But would you like to go? You can also say no. Keep it crispy. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, keep it crispy. One, two, three. Keep it crispy. Keep it crispy, everybody. Thank you so much, Amy Man. 
Motion Casher. Who gets the smell? Oh, yeah. Who come gets up, it? Come up here. Yeah, you. Who said? She, this this woman? Lovely, yeah. Here thanks, she comes. Thanks for smelling that with us. Halloween, it happened to me. Congratulations, A1 sauce forever. You can smell it at home after you sanitize it. Thanks, everybody. It really means a lot that you came out. We'll see you again. Good night. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. So crispy.